0: My sermon this morning is entitled, Casting Out an Unclean Spirit. Did you hear the story about the man who was suing his exorcist? That's right, he was suing his exorcist. Why, you ask? Because he was repossessed. This morning, however, we encounter a story of a man who had a demon was exercised but not repossessed jesus and his disciples came to capernaum a fishing village on the northwest shore of the sea of galilee capernaum would become the home base of jesus as he carried out his ministry on that sabbath day he entered the synagogue and began teaching with authority As he was doing this, a man with an unclean spirit cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. The response of Jesus was immediate. Be silent and come out of him. Threshing about and crying with a loud voice, the unclean spirit departed from him. Jesus had exercised his demon. In this dramatic story, we see that the victory over, of God over demonic evil is already present in the ministry of Jesus. That's the good news for the day. No demon can stand up to Christ. Obviously, people today in our modern scientific world are not conscious of being demon-possessed. But in the world of antiquity, the evil in the world was seen as possession of individuals by evil or unclean spirits. Quite in line with what is found in Greek and Jewish tradition in antiquity, the people of the New Testament believed demons to be the cause of most physical problems and most or all of mental problems. These include epilepsy, loss of speech, inability of an old woman to straighten her back, inability to hear, blindness, and a tendency to self-destruction. These outside forces could dominate human life. While it is true that phenomena now understood as epilepsy, paranoia, schizophrenia, or other forms of physical or mental illness, were attributed to evil spirits in pre-scientific age, they are no longer seen that way. We, of course, no longer believe in the evil spirits the same way that people of the first century did, for through modern psychiatry we know that much evil comes from within rather than from without. The demon we possess can be a chemical imbalance in our brain or a tumor or some other serious problem needing modern professional medical help. The Greek word in Mark scripture for unclean spirit is akarthon, pneuma. The scripture doesn't call it an evil spirit in the sense of those who watch supernatural or the vampire trilogy today. An unclean spirit is someone who is ritually and morally unsanctified, unholy, rejecting of God, adversarial to good, impure of thought, opposed to the will of God, challenging the authority of God A spirit that's crass, rude, selfish, and in this case, fearful. For as the old saying goes, misery loves company. And Jesus was about to purge misery and bring restoration to this man who was plagued by an unsanctified spirit. Whatever the case here in this story Human beings in every age confront the powers of evil at work in their own world and within their own lives. It may come as a surprise, but one of the key things we need to deal with are demons in our world. We speak of them all of the time. Drug addiction is a demon. Addicts are always speaking of being possessed by the need for their chemical demons. Heroin, cocaine, crack, meth, call them what you will, but they are degrading and destructive in the battle for the human soul. Power is a demon and it afflicts individuals, people who must have power to prove their own worth be it political influence or the power of terror and violence by guns by groups like the white supremacists the proud boys the old keepers that strive on hatred and fear nations also seek to control without a sense for a need of justice and mercy as we have seen in the unprovoked attack of ukraine by russia Greed is also a demon, threatening to make us slaves of want. Avarice has always been one of the deadly sins, but today the desire to have and to hold is something that many in our society prize and encourage. Things are more important than people, more important than faith. As the scripture passage from the New Testament reminds us, The demons can enslave the individual, destroy the valuable, and release the very worst in us. And the good news of this day for us is that Christ has the power to defeat the power of evil within our own lives. Is there a demon that is troubling you this day? Now I'm not talking about some demon with supernatural powers that supposedly inhabits people's minds and causes them to foam at the mouth and tear at their clothing. There are other kinds of demons that work in quieter but equally troubling ways. There is a demon known as fear. In his Pulitzer Prize winning book, The Denial of Death, Ernest Becker says that so many of the fears that we grapple with, fear of rejection, abandonment, failure, separation, and loss, are but manifestations of one ultimate fear, and that is the fear of death. Perhaps he is right. How do we overcome that ultimate fear? Faith. It is the only antidote that will exorcise the demons of fear that can haunt us. On the other hand, the Mexican bullfighter Cordobas put it well when he was asked if he was afraid of death. He answered, no, only life scares me. Life scares a lot of people. Too often we are like the person who, though strong and healthy in appearance, felt very ill. The new nurse asked the doctor, is that man really sick? He surely is, answered the doctor gravely. I don't know of a more serious set of complications. For 40 years, he has suffered agonies from imaginitis, scarcoma, apprehenditis, and the general ferocious of living. It's like a cat named Minnie." that Marion Bond West once owned. Minnie was a very nervous cat. Everything scared her. Once, after an unwelcome encounter with a dog, Minnie became scared of her own tail. Whenever she caught sight of her tail out of the corner of her eye, Minnie ran away and hid. Yet when she came out of hiding, there was her tail, still chasing after her. She was in a state of perpetual agitation over the imaginary threat her tale represented. But Minnie's behavior taught Marion an important lesson. Many of the things we fear are of little or of no consequence. If we stand up and face our fears, we discover that they have no power over us. Nevertheless, fear, can make our lives miserable. Many of us live our lives trying to drown out the sound of our fears. We do this even though we know that many of our fears are unfounded. Edmund Vance Cook was right when he wrote A fear's a ton, or a fear's an ounce, or a fear is what you make it. It isn't the fact that you have fear that counts, but only how you take it. Leslie Weatherhead once told a parable about a little boy who fled from a witch who had turned herself into a cat. As the boy ran, he kept glancing back fearfully over his shoulder. The first time he looked back, the cat was the size of a calf. The next time he looked back, it had grown to the dimension of an elephant. Then the boy fell and was unable to go any further. Resolutely, he got up and faced the pursuing horror. It stopped. So he took a step forward and it backed away. As he continued to advance toward it, it began to shrink in size and retreated from him. Finally, it changed into a mouse and ran into the door of the witch's cottage to be seen no more. The moral of the story is clear. It pays to face up to our fears. But sometimes it is hard to do so. That is when we need to turn to Jesus Christ. He can help us stand up to our fears and to conquer them. He can, after all, cast out demons, even demons of fear. Perhaps the demon that is troubling you is the feeling that your life really doesn't matter very much. Maybe like the comedian Rodney Dangerfield, whom I'm old enough to remember, you feel like you don't get any respect. Several years ago, Derek Evans and Dave Fowler of San Diego began the world's first reverse social register. This register is for people who could not make it into who's who. It is called who's nobody in America. Evans and Fowler say that 3,800 people have sought places in the register since they began accepting entries. Each nobody is limited to a 25 word biography. Some of these biographies are quite amusing. According to these nobodies, you know your nobody if your twin sister dies and they bury you instead. Your own reflection in the mirror tries to ignore you. You had a picture taken beside a tree and everyone admires the tree. Or take the case of a man who made a proposal to of marriage to a woman he loved. She tried to be subtle in her response, but it was difficult. I'm sorry, John, she said, but I simply cannot be your wife. Why not, John demanded. Is there someone else? Oh, John, the woman replied, there must be. No doubt, John felt that his life didn't matter very much, at least to the woman that he loved. Is that the demon that is troubling you? Do you feel unloved, perhaps unlovable? A certain pastor once counseled a beautiful woman with self-esteem problems. The woman had trouble accepting her husband's love for her because she believed she was ugly. Finally, the woman traced her negative self-image to an incident that had occurred 25 years before. A young man made a cruel statement about her looks in front of his friends. For 25 years, that insult remained lodged in the woman's head she accepted it as truth it denied who she was this one negative comment played over and over again in this woman's mind completely distorting the woman's perceptions so that she could not accept her husband's compliments many people today play similar tapes and suffer from the lack of self-esteem. Such feelings can cause such maladies as depression, drug abuse, and violence towards oneself and others. These and other demons afflict many and come out in mental and physical ways. Perhaps at this moment, you are beginning to sink into an ocean of despair. Perhaps you feel yourself overwhelmed and want to cry out there must be something else. There must be something better in life. Jesus Christ has come to free us from demons like those of prejudice and pride, greed, cunning and deception. Whatever demons we struggle with in life, the good news is that there's someone who has the power to cast out demons. Draw spiritually to him, taking his hand. Put your hand in the hand of Christ. For Jesus' hands are spotless hands, unblemished by any trace of cruelty, selfishness, or indifference. Jesus' hands are kind hands, tender hands, comforting hands, sympathetic hands, saving hands. No demons can defeat the hand of God. As one popular song of the 1960s put it, Put your hand in the hand of the man who calmed the water. Put your hand in the hand of the man who calmed the sea. Take a look at yourself, and you can look at others differently by putting your hand in the hand of the man of Galilee. My friends, may it be so with each and every one of us. Amen.